Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me saying got em, But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse all you want, you can pray in your church But I'ma keep tapping return, I went up I learned I ain't trying to burn any bridges I yearn for the feeling I earn I'm a witness to turn the other cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict and I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict I'm a climber with the brain I'm an addict and the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict Russell Rocky Other names Trade Addicts Pod Let's go I am Dynasty Outhouse and I have a trading problem I am Rocky Petrella and I also have a trading problem I am Mike Kashuba, and I unfortunately have a trading problem. Hey, everybody, and welcome to session 294 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will. And we will. It's been a week. Like, I I don't usually watch football on week 14, like the week leading into the fantasy playoffs. I can't. I uh, if you're listening to this, if you've listened for more than like two weeks, I've brought up anxi- my anxiety about the world in general. But when it gets like very, very specific, like I, I, the scores are going to be the scores, whether I'm watching or not. I went and I had a nice day with my family. We went out, we got some Chinese food for lunch, came home, we did some art with my daughter. We watched uh, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, really cute movie. Um <laughs> Just had a good day, nice day, and watched zero football and then saw how bad it got. Like, I knew I like I didn't want to watch because it was more of like a I don't want to see if I win or lose thing. I'm glad I didn't watch because I didn't want to see everyone get hurt again. <laughs> like, oh, man, like what else is new? I, I don't know. Like, see, at least with certain things, there's things you can blame. You can blame the turf in MetLife Stadium. Like, mm-hmm. that is a soft tissue destroyer. But, like, the thro- you know, the index finger on your throwing hand, a ridiculous late hit on a quarterback to give him a concussion. Like, there was just stuff going on. That's just, like, uh, quarterbacks throwing their wide receivers into traffic and getting destroyed, then rightfully getting benched after that. <laughs> um, but we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, but, so, yeah, it's been a week, but it's playoffs. And... I know we're not going to argue. We're not going to argue, but like now is probably your trade deadlines. If you have them, you should get rid of your trade deadlines in dynasty fantasy football. Just saying, but again, not, not what we're here for before we do get what we're here for. Hey Mike, how's it going? Hey. Oh, just fantastic. Excited to be on the show. Have a good time. Talk some ball. Why don't you let everyone know who you are, what you do and where they can find what you do. For sure. So uh, you can find me on X or Twitter at FF Mike Cash with a K. Uh, I'm the co-host of the Fantasy Football RPG podcast. If you see the one with the dragons all over it, that's us. Um, I'm an editor over at Last Word on Pro Football. So if you're looking for written content, you can find me over there. And right now I'm here. So that's me. So RPG, dragons, editing. So you're yep. a nerd. A uh, thousand percent. I played my first game of Dungeons and Dragons last weekend. It was electric last dude 
It's first yeah, time. What took you so long? I was do I was playing in elementary school. Come on, I man. was playing football and doing other things, and then Job. somebody was like, "Hey, <laughs> let's do this." And I was like, "Is it like Baldur's Gate?" <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, how long have you been playing fantasy football? Yeah, so I've been playing fantasy football like 17, 18 years now. So long time for being a twenty-seven-year-old. And then I was playing Dynasty for about three years now. Uh, it's one of those things, you know, got the itch a little after COVID, you know, locked up for so long, tired of reading the same four mock drafts in the offseason, decided to get in. Yeah, I, I I love the, it's always, why'd you get into Dynasty? It wasn't enough. Redraft just wasn't <laughs> enough. Yep. I didn't want it to stop. I wanted to keep going. I was like, yeah, that's that's what we're here for. Yep. We're here just, to keep going. Just got the itch. Yep. Just needed, needed to draft some teams. And then you join 36 leagues, and you're like, all right, wait, maybe that was too many. You drop down to 15. Wait, that's not enough. Let me get back up to 20-something. And you're like, all right. And then maybe you start dropping little by little until you find that sweet spot. Except for Rocky. I think you're still in, like, 40-something, right? 38, yes. <laughs> Waivers must be tough. The, you know, uh, waivers are ignored. Yeah. <laughs> Except I mean, in that league where I need Easton Stick and Nick Mullen. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, I, I, it will be a cold day in hell the day I remember to do waivers on a dynasty team. Like, I just yeah. never do. Most and of it's my the leagues... best thing that SFB does their waivers in the afternoon mm-hmm. because I'll see people talking about their waivers on Twitter and I'm like, Oh crap! I have a team. I might need to do something with. <laughs> yep, I'm so glad I got all these players. And it's like, wait a minute, I'm yeah. forgetting something. The good thing is most of my leagues are about thirty uh, players deep, so there's like nothing yeah, to get on waivers anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not missing anything. Fair. All right, so yeah, yeah, answered my second question in the first answer. So let's move on. What are some of the best and worst trades you've made in Dynasty? Yeah, uh, I'm going to talk about one of the first ones that I made. It was one of my worst trades. Uh, I took over a orphan, and I was tired of Russell Wilson. DK Metcalf and Hunter Renfro had just finished around the same in fantasy. So I was like, ah, oh, they're about the same tier. So I traded Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf for Trey Lance and Hunter Renfro. So at the that time, that well. seemed great, though. Like I yeah. felt super smart. Uh, well, I also got a two on top that turned into Damian Pierce that I then flipped for a first. So I, I learned from my right. ways. But, we don't oh, talk about Trey Lance around here anymore. We don't talk about Trey Lance around here. <laughs> uh, we'll see. There's two good things that came of that. You got your worst out early and out of the way. Yep. But also, you quickly learned the lesson. The only way to fix a bad trade is to make another trade. See? Yeah. You, you just you learn and you go. But let's – let's okay, so let's move on. You've learned. Mm-hmm. You've gone. Yep. What was a good trade you made? Another orphan. It was an abomination. We're talking ancient running backs – no wide receivers. The starting quarterback was Tannehill this last year, and there was no second quarterback in a super flex. Uh, and I didn't have any of the future firsts on it, so I went ahead and traded Traylon Burks before this season to go get my own 24-1 before blowing it all up. And then now that 24-1 is the 101, so Traylon Burks for Caleb Williams. So the person you did that trade with clearly doesn't listen to our show because, oh, man – do I preach the you need to pay a get your first back tax? And yes. I love Traylon Burks. I was very into Traylon Burks at the beginning of the season also. But even still, man, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Projections at the time, I, it didn't look like it was going to be an early first. But oh, I but saw the writing on the then. wall. 
why yeah. are you like why is someone going to trade for their first unless they plan on making it a good pick like rocky's not going to go and trade for one of his first because all of his teams are going to win championships this year right rock obviously obviously all 38 of them yeah, yeah. see that's we'll until we get to russ's question about how many of them actually made the playoffs but <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that um what is a guiding principle you take with you whether you're offering or evaluating a trade yeah. Uh, my first rule, and this is my rule, not just in fantasy, but in life, it's just be a good dude. So if I'm looking to send a trade offer, I really want the other person to receive it well. Like if you're the guy that is constantly being like, hey, here's two 24 firths, 24 fourths, give me, you know, Javante Williams, they're not going to respond to you in the future. So if you just continue to send good offers, it might not always get the deal done, but you'll get a response that says not good enough. Thanks, man. And that means you're building a relationship. And then over time, trades get easier because you have an open dialogue with that person. See, I I love this because it's the constant argument between me and and John Bosch, where it's like, I love trade talks and I, I'm too honest for my own good. I absolutely am. Like I will ask any, like anything I'm asked, I will answer. And, but John's like, why would you give them information? Information is power. Like, dude, you, you, you want to get trades done, right? He's like, well, if they come to me and they're good. And I'm like, but if you have three con- three parts of a conversation back and forth, you can get to that being good. Yeah. yeah. I, I love, I'm in leagues with my co-hosts and like we run a little like RPG nation. There's a couple of leagues there and like there's guys that I'll talk to them or they'll see me on the show and they're like, Hey, I saw you had this guy ranked higher than this guy. I have that guy higher, ranked higher than that guy. You just want to flip them. And we'll talk about like values and sometimes we get a plus added on top. But for the most part, it's if you're clear and honest, then you get clear and honest answers. See, that's what I'm missing out on. My my honesty usually leads me to people overcharging me for pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that happens too. Uh, but that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, that is the end of our little interviewee thing. Um, cool. We have news. Again, I don't like it. We know this is not going in a great direction, but we'll read it all and then we'll talk if there's any dynasty impact on any of it. Usually there isn't. Um, so Justin Jefferson has a rib slash chest injury day to day and might play versus the Bengals. Now, like you, this past week, I was screaming to just let Trevor Lawrence sit a week, but he seemed fine. So I'm not going to play doctor anymore. If he's ready to play, let the man play. And at least it's not Josh Dobbs throwing the ball anymore, which man, how did that go so south so fast? I know, Yeah, you were convinced he's going to be a starter next year. He's not even I, a starter this week. <laughs> it, like he played so far this and look he's not great he wasn't gonna go steal someone's job or anything like he wasn't gonna no one's gonna build a franchise around him but he seemed like he was a great bridge and that bridge got burned yes <laughs> three nothing <laughs> maybe, maybe he can only play with blissful ignorance like the more he learns about the playbook the more he <laughs> overthinks it he just needs to go out there and play ball like that's it's someone made that joke. Like he's just so smart, but the, so when he actually learns it, he gets bored. Yep. But, but when he's just out there making it up as he goes along, he's great. Yeah, which absolutely seems to be the case. Um, as I said before, Justin Herbert fractured the index finger on his throwing arm, on his throwing hand. Um, I didn't see this, but Frank told me he's going on IR, which I guess makes sense. Like if yeah. you break a finger on your throwing hand, you're probably out for a couple of weeks, and it's doesn't look like they're making the playoffs. But they are in fantastic position at this point. Like right now, oh hold on, let me refresh this. I don't think I did today. Uh, yeah, they're five and eight. They have the tenth pick overall, 
and this is like a super heavy wide receiver draft. Like they can walk out of pick 10 with like Brock Bowers or Malik neighbors. Cause let's face it. Marvin Harrison jr. Is probably not making it to 10. Mm-hmm. Like give Quentin Johnston another year to, <laughs> yeah. to adjust to the league. I, I'm not going to give up on it. And Keenan Allen's going to be awesome until he decides he doesn't want to play anymore. Like yeah. that could be super helpful to that offense. And it's actually going to be, you know, super helpful that he won't, that Justin Herbert won't be there. Cause you know, it's like the Seahawks a couple of years ago. They were terrible, but Russell Wilson was good enough for six wins on his own. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, Justin Herbert's going to win you a couple of games because he's Justin Herbert. Not to mention you have Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler and a decent defense. So hopefully they take tank it out a little bit and they could really make their offense better. Uh, what else do we got? Stroud has a concussion. I alluded to that before as well. Yep. Um, hopefully he just gets back and I haven't seen anything about it since, but hopefully he just gets back. Um, I didn't see anything about Nico Collins calf injury, but I do have my trade addicts two team where I started Justin Jefferson and Nico Collins. And suffice to say, I lost this week. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan Campbell says he needs to find more ways to get Jameson included in the offense, which I guess is good to hear for Jameson Williams. Like I, it's true. He like if he's going to be a thing, he needs to be involved, and he's not. I would love to see him to see. Like at this point, I don't think I have any shares left, and I'm always willing to pay the wait and see tax anyway. So I would, I'm always up for players being good in the NFL because good players lead to good football. Good football, good football leads to entertainment. So mm-hmm. cool. Josh Jacobs' knee injury. Josina Anderson said Raiders aren't adding a running back, so that seems like it's okay, but the on a short week this week. So we might have week one of the playoffs without Josh Jacobs. That's Is this a Zamir White thing? Are we do we think that could avoid the running backs of the Raiders thing? Yeah, that's I fair. think that's more that thing. Hashtag fear Amir, baby. It's Amir Abdullah time. Yeah. <laughs> fear Amir. Oh, man. Such a fan of him. And then we also talked about it before. Nick Mullins is starting for the Vikings because, yeah. Um, do you think there's any of this that has any actual dynasty impact anywhere? Dynasty? No. Playoffs? Yes. All right. Um, so... Man, did either of you see anything about Nico and his injury? Like, is he going to miss games? Has anyone seen anything? Once you said that, I Googled it. It hasn't even been referenced since the game. They just said questionable to return, and then I guess he never did. And then Yeah, he didn't go back. No. I guess it's – well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see practice reports, but there's nothing oh, reported yet. Worst. And now – Yeah, like, I don't, like, again, it's the amount of injuries sucked. Uh, thankfully, most of them seemed short-term um, term, except for – Herbert and again like are you you're not discounting Justin Herbert for missing six games in as a 26 year old stud quarterback so like I don't think that has any real impact are you so Easton Stick is out there on waiver wires like like if you're a playoff team are you gonna go spend your fab on Easton Stick or are you gonna go find and send a second send maybe your first to go get a quarterback instead like Rocky, you're Mr. Cheap Quarterback when it when it's worth it. Is this one worth it? I, I, who are the Chargers playing this week? It's, I, I didn't even look. I, I might try on Easton Stick. I, I have no idea if he's any good or not, but he's got Keenan Allen. On a short week. He's got Keenan Allen. He's got Austin Eckler. The Raiders. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, what are you getting? Like, if I can get like, can I, if I can get Stafford for a second, maybe I do that. Over yeah, especially now where there's teams yeah. that their hopes are dashed. <laughs> you know, yeah. like maybe they thought they were making the playoffs and now they're not. Um, yeah, they're like the 106 team and they, they have Stafford on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that seems to be the much more. Yeah, I would rather do that over East. And I think that is a guy you could get for a second and could still give you decent production, decent enough production. I don't know if there's that many guys that I'd be interested in, though, but he's the one that popped immediately in my head. I think quarterback's weird right now if you're trying to go trade for someone for a playoff push because they're either still young and good and you're excited about them. Right. Or they're. Or they're so gross that you don't want to buy them. Like, would you send a two for Baker Mayfield right now and hope no. for it? I'd rather try Easton Stick. Derek Carr. <laughs> would you send – yeah. I'm not buying Derek Carr. Uh, yeah. I, Stafford might be the only guy. That might have been the one guy. <laughs> like, go go get a guy like Derek Carr – or uh, I, like, like Matt Stafford. And it's like, I get on the like list. Matt Wilson might be on a lot of playoff teams, though. Yeah. That's fair, but like it's really funny. Like I, there's two ways to think about it. You can say, you, let's pretend no matter what you do, you lose. You, which would you rather go down with the mindset of? Well, I had uh, what? What could I have done? Herbert got hurt, and I had Easton Stick. That's all I could have done. Or you make the trade, and it's like, well, what did I expect? I had to go get Derek Carr. <laughs> you know, like, what kind of mindset do you want to lose with? And of course, you hope you win anyway, despite this. But like, that's really what it always comes down to with me. What am I going to hate myself more for? That's a really unhealthy way. But that's how I make decisions. That's how <laughs> I make all my start set decisions, too. Oh, I close yeah. my eyes and click buttons. I know I'm terrible at it. So I just don't even bother trying. Or if you're like me and you still have at least one guy, you just roll one quarterback out and stick a player in there. Yeah, assuming you are <laughs> Mr. Rocky and I'm good at fantasy football and I put good teams together and stuff like that. Can't relate. Yeah, don't get it. Don't know. Oh, but what was – I forgot what team that was. There was one of the tra- – it was like four or five. I can't remember which trade addicts league it was. And Rocky was vying for a, fa- a playoff spot. And I was looking through the players that he needed to score still, and they were like – Calvin Ridley, like it was like every player that I like, and I feel like uh, yeah, I can't remember what league it, was. it was just yeah. so funny. It was like Ridley, Higgins, uh, a couple other guys, yeah, yeah. So I might just steal that from your roster at the end of the season. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all the news because again, most news, especially around now, this late in the season, doesn't really affect dynasty values, but it's still a fantasy football show. So I guess we're supposed to talk about it, but now the good stuff, uh, Mike, why don't you choose? What do you want to do first? Do you want to do trade addicts trades or listener questions? Uh, let's do some of these trade, addict, trade addict trades look very interesting and I would love to talk about them. Yes. And this was, I, I was surprised that we didn't get, I tried so hard to make a bunch of trades yesterday and I knew it wasn't going to happen because no one's really like, most leagues still have one or two spots up for grabs or some seeding that needs to take place. But I was really hoping today we would see that flurry and no, nothing. Um, Rocky doesn't make trades, Tyler. Like, um, I don't, so, I don't make trades with Tyler cause he always wants too much. Yeah. Tyler, a, if, if you have a fourth or a fifth, he'll take them from you. But if not, well, first of all, 
Tyler put together a team of insanely good, very young players, and that's what he values. So it's really tough to get them off of him, especially when you're a team like me, who's mostly built around old players. Like I have a Rocky team in TA8 where I only have one young player and it's like, I, I'm screwed if I let that go. Um, but not the point. All right. So trade addicts leagues are 12 team super flex PPR tight end premium with 1.75 points per tight end reception and 0.05 points for return yardage, except for TA one. And we do have a trade addicts one trade today. And I, I love it for the pure reason that Parker Washington is involved. Let's go Penn State pass catchers, baby. Uh, so Deontay Johnson for Parker Washington in a 24 second. Rock, you're the Deontay Johnson guy. Yeah, Deontay Johnson for a second is pretty spot on, right? I I don't. I'm not moving Deontay for a second still. I, I know he's not. I know Pickett has not been good, but... I just think he's too talented to move for a second. And yeah, like you said, Parker Washington doesn't mean anything. And but he will this yeah, past two games. He with with Kirk out, he's been killing it. Yeah, I know, but I, I I'm not putting a lot of stock in that right now. You should. You're <laughs> wrong. How about that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you know me. I'm a Deontay guy. I mean, I guess that's his value. It would have to be a really early second for me to even think about it. Uh, but I, I would rather have Deontay. He's uh, he's still going to be a target monster. Maybe, I think we talked about this last week, maybe they replace Pickett um, sometime in the near future. I, I know we think it might be unlikely because Pittsburgh's not a big free agency team, but Pickett's been pretty crappy. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how long they do ride that. I just, I just think Deontay Johnson's too good to move for just a second. I know he's not producing a ton, but I'd rather have De- Deontay Johnson than a second. He's not that old yet either. What is he? 27, 28? Yeah, that's ancient. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah also, also known as a right around a receiver's prime, but yes. Uh, what about you, Mike? Uh, I'm, pretty firmly on the Deontay side here. I just pulled up the 2023, uh, you know, estimated rankings for the rookies from last year. I think there's only one or two names in the second round and later that you would take for Deontay Johnson. So we, we left to be like, Oh, I'm going to draft better. I'm going to find the Sam Laporta, but you're probably going to find the tank Bixby. Like you're probably going to find the Jalen Hyatt. So I would rather have the guy that I've seen do it on a football field and crush it. And even if you trade the second, I don't think you're getting much better than Deontay Johnson. So here's the thing with me. Like, let's pretend you're not a Deontay guy. And, like, Deontay's good. But like you said, he's in a really bad situation by the time he moves on or Pickett moves on or whatever. But by the time his situation changes, like, that's a much easier way to say it. He'll be 29 or 30 and his value will be less than a second, even if he is scoring because he'll be old. Like, I looked at this and I'm like... I didn't look to see where the second was, and that was pure laziness on my point um, part. But, like, you're swapping out Deontay Johnson for Parker Washington. And, again, Parker Washington has next to zero dynasty value. But the thing is, he's averaging – the last two games, he's averaging over 16 points per game. Deontay Johnson at 14 points per game. So, like, again, let's just pretend rest of this season you're going to get insanely similar points – and if you're not a Deontay Johnson guy, he's probably worth an early second anyway, in which case you probably got your value and you might get your points. 
like it's a risky move. I really, really, it's a very risky move. But I think that could be some like a, like a what are the what are the kids called a big brain move? Like that's what they called it ten years ago. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I'm I, like I thought it was fun, and and to me that's all it really takes, right? You know, if it's a fun idea, just go for it. And I think that's really what that is. Like you're probably looking at like twelve to sixteen points for every game for the rest of the season out of both of these guys, and you're getting a second on top. And if you don't like Deontay, all right, you got him off your roster. I, I you're making a bigger leap than me that Parker Washington's going to continue to do for the rest of the season. I wanted to say that too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> what's the the points are the same, but what about like the targets? He had three targets this past week. Deontay had seven. Yeah, he did have a touchdown though. Two for twenty-seven and one baby. But also, like, how bad was? How bad were the Jaguars for three quarters of that game? This mm-hmm. Which, man, how did they pull off that many points? Like, just Trevor Lawrence is just so good. It's filthy. Yeah, love it. By, by the way, do you want to hear the trade that Tyler wants me to accept? Uh, here? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, let's let's cover it here. I'd <laughs> love to talk about Tyler. Uh, it's uh, Okay, I, this is TA8 where I got the sixth seed as the, the most points after the, uh, you know. How embarrassing for you. Yeah, I know. It's you know, I was six and eight. Um, but anyway, uh, Jalen Warren, he's gonna send me, and this is I love this, uh, tw- basically for a 25 second, but also a 25 fourth, 197 blind bid dollars, and Ryan Tannehill. What <laughs> I love that it was just like pressing a lot of buttons. Uh, I and I think it was TA8 where I think it was the Rocky had the biggest sixth seed uh, jump. Like uh, most of the leagues, it's actually more than normal. Most of the the way that tra- uh, trade addicts leagues do playoff spots are it's the first five in the roster in the standings, and then the sixth seed is by most points of the other teams not already in. A lot of the leagues, the sixth seed There's- made it in. Uh, Rocky was eighth or ninth in the standings. I mean, yeah, six and eight, eighth place in record, fourth in points. Uh, yeah. yeah, somehow I finished six and eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would save me in a league. I'm third in points and tenth in the standings. Yeah, like, and, and oh it's you know, part of me hates that it dominated. just turned out to be the top six teams, but also like, if anything, that helps the argument that it is good to do points because most of the times it doesn't really screw with anything, but sometimes it puts better teams in the Tyler, I didn't even realize this Tyler, but I have a 700 all play percentage and I'm six and eight. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's ridiculous. All right. So we have back to back Alvin Kamara trades. And I want you to tell me if I should, I should take that right. 25 second, basically. Are you getting Jalen Warren? Are you? Yes. Yeah, why not? Jalen Warren for a 25 second? Based and well, unless you value any of those other pieces at all. I mean, Ryan Tannehill might bridge somewhere, but yeah. Tyler's been nice to me. Accept the trade. Tyler, you're getting it, you're getting your trade. Woo! (laughs) Rocky, that was so stupid. I can't believe you accepted that. (laughs) Terrible trade. Ryan Tan I just heard Ryan Tannehill's going to the Saints. Him and Derek Carr and Jameis Winston are gonna have the worst quarterback matchup in history. And what the, what the Saints are going to do is since Ryan Tannehill was a college wide receiver, they're not yes. going to have a set quarterback. It's just going to go back and forth between Tannehill and Hill. Perfect. <laughs> Tannehill. I, oh, man. Now Tana I want Hill. that to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God, please don't let that happen. <laughs> oh. All right. So 
there's like a parade going on upstairs where my kids are supposed to be in bed. Uh, so the first one is Trade Attic 6, where Alvin Kamara was traded for Jamison Williams in a 25 second. Um, again, it, what is, is, is Jamison Williams worth a first for either of you? No. I can't. And I loved him pre-draft, but I, I can't. So did I. Just making sure. Um, in which case, like to me, like Kamara, if you're lucky, a late first. If not, it should be like two seconds. You know, that kind of thing. And yeah, that's kind of what this is. It's like Jameson Williams is practically an early 24 second. And then there's a 25 second involved, which I would easily pay for Kamara to go and make your playoff push. I mean, will you feel silly if for the rest of the season they get Jameson Williams involved and all of a sudden he becomes like, look, he's not going to push to be a top 20 wide receiver or anything. But like if he becomes a solid low end two with spike weeks, like you'd be like, man, maybe he could just be Lions Gabe Davis and that would be a win. Um, so like, yeah, I'm pretty down with this trade again. Yeah. This, this is beautiful rebuild. Well, not even rebuild. Cause who knows what the team is, but it's like playoff for non-playoff team. Like yeah. perfect trade. Everybody's yeah. not. No notes. With you. Yeah. Nothing, nothing really to add there. You're exactly what you said. All right. Next trade for trade addict seven. Again, Alvin Kamara for Zach Charbonnet and a 25 third. I wish it was so- a second. Like it. I think Charbonnet's value has dropped after we've seen the splits between him and Kenneth Walker. Like it's not what we wanted it to be. He's just, he's, you know, a flexi option gives you a little flex with the bonus. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much with Mike. I, I, I do like Charbonnet. I like the lock coming out. The situation's horrible though. And not likely to change for a couple of years barring, uh, you know, I don't want to even say it, you know, barring Kenneth Walker being out for a significant period of time or something. And even then, like you said, we haven't seen a ton from Charbonnet uh, in the little bit of time Walker's missed this year. So, yeah, I, I I would give that up to make my playoff push. Alvin Kamara has been been pretty great. Even his like, even when he's not good, his floor is like twelve points or something yeah, like that. So yeah, yeah, and then he can pop off for like a twenty spot, um, you know, with the receptions and a touchdown or something like that. So uh, I would I would definitely make that move. I, I think it's pretty fair, actually. I, I I would love it to be a second too, but uh, I I don't think it's too far off. My more likely scenario for the Seahawks, by the way, first of all, I'm still angry at the Seahawks for taking Charbonnet and JSN. Like, you could have ruined one of them. Why'd you have to ruin both of them? Real quick, if you want to get your I, uh, Pete Carroll ruined my fantasy team t-shirt, we have one <laughs> in our merch shop. I might Love have it. to go do that. Yeah, I can send um, it to you. But like I was going to say, like more likely what I would need to happen is like if Pete Carroll is gone and you get an actual offensive-minded person in there, you could use both of those running backs very well together. You know, like a like a more creative person would do something so much better with the two of them in the backfield than just give both of them six carries and throw two passes to neither of them. Like it's, um. But this one was me. I traded away Charbonnet in the twenty five third and got Kamara to a different Tyler who hilariously didn't realize he made the playoffs. <laughs> so that worked out well for me. <laughs> He just literally weakened another playoff team by accident. He came to, like, you know, he said, oh, these guys are on the block. So I was just like, okay. So I, I sent uh, Charbonnet for Kamara. I think I just sent it straight up, hoping to get lucky. Like, I didn't yeah. think that was one of those, like, it's not going to get accepted. But, you know, maybe it will. And it did not. Um, and then he tried Charbonnet in a second for Kamara in a third. I'm like, nope. 
Nope. So he's like, all right, you have a 25 third, just throw that in. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Um, I like Charbonnet. I really do. I like the player. And like, Mm -hmm. if Kenneth Walker weren't there, he would be a good Seahawks running back. Like Charbonnet in the backfield would be a good Seahawks running back, but it's a mess. That offense is a mess. And where are they in the, like they're, where's Seattle, Seattle, Seattle 13th, which is unfortunately too early, like too much in the middle to get a, the starting quarterback that they want. Like Mm -hmm. if if they like magically make the playoffs and get to like, maybe they grab like Penix from Washington because it's Washington and Washington and like, he's exciting and all of that stuff. But like Gino turned back into Gino and it was, except for the one game against the Cowboys who have had a good good defense. Yeah. I'm sure Um, they're going to draft another running back in the second round and just keep piling them on (laughs) just Travion Henderson in the second. The one thing they did not do, which I was just the most Seahawks thing ever. Like I swore they were going to take AJ Dillon in the first, because that is like the most Seahawks running back ever. And I, they did not, thankfully. Um, well, I guess it wouldn't. Their running back situation is no better. Um, so the last trade we have is Sky Moore and a 24 non-playoff second for Joe Mixon. And while this isn't necessarily a big deal play, you know Mixon's. I mean, he did pretty well this week, but like his his fantasy value even took a hit with Burrow out. But if you have Mixon on a team that's no longer in the playoffs, are you willing to settle for a non-playoff second and the complete dart throw of a wide receiver? Or do you think that Mixon should still be worth more? I see you nodding, Mike, so go for it. I, I don't think Mixon's value is ever going to get higher. Like we, as a dynasty community, a running back turns 27 and we just throw them out the window. And I think, is he already 27 or is he about to turn 27? Uh, I believe he's 26. Hold on. Let me control F. Oh, um, he, yeah, he is 27. His birthday was in July. So preseason. That stinks. He's dead to us now, but (laughs) it was uh, fun. Well, it lasted buddy. I just, I think that the Bengals are a team that they're just looking for weapons. And like, while the running back class isn't good, like even Chase Brown looked Pretty good compared to Joe Mixon. He, oh, I didn't like he, had he, had, he had a better game than I thought. I knew he had a good game last week because of a couple of touchdowns, but he had uh, the last three weeks, so 12, 13, 14 points mm-hmm. per game. He's the RB7. Yeah. He's what, RB3 he and 5 the last two weeks? Um, it. 8 points, 30 points, 21 points. Like yeah. he's yeah, he's doing better than I thought he, he yeah. was. But. Which is why I might want a little bit more for him. I, I have a couple non playoff teams with Joe Mixon. I don't think I would sell him for that. Uh, but I mean, I would do it for a high second in Skymore. Yeah, early second, I would jump on it, especially yeah. if like it, it's always a little bit of a tough thing when you just miss the playoffs. Because in leagues like the Trade Addicts leagues, we have the toilet bowl where the winner gets the one thirteen, they get the pick at the end of the first round. So like, there's that fine line of do I try for that to get that pick or do I just take the early second now? But again, this is a late second anyway. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I think go compete. Like I would keep mixing and go try and win the toilet bowl. I think that's what that's like the line for me on this one. If it was an early second, I would probably take it anyway because it's probably the most you'll you'll get at this point. And once we hit non-point scoring season, the twenty-seven-year-old running back is going to be worth less than a second, regardless. Yeah. Of, like unless they're Christian McCaffrey, otherwise trash. You know. So, but yeah, not. Yeah. No. Uh. All right. So, listener questions. The first one at Messi Messick. 
what is your preferred way to seed the teams that did not make the playoffs? Max points for, normal points for, record, etc. Um, uh, Mike, why don't you go first? So you said you uh, yeah. have your RPG leagues. What do you ha- what do you use? We use max point four in all of our leagues, and it it prevents people from doing weird things with their lineups. It prevents people from intentionally tanking. Like, if you're going to intentionally tank, you need to make trades. So it incentivizes activity in the league. So I think max points four is the way to go. Rock, you use potential points in yours, right? Yes, potential points. I've, you, we we famously have this discussion before us. <laughs> yeah, like I I've grown to care less about it. Um, the reason I'm against potential points is really honestly just because I don't care that much about people losing on purpose. Like, I, it if you have people that are how to put this nicely less talented when it comes to fantasy football they will make a lot of very bad trades to unload things off their teams and and nothing nothing ever breaks a league like no trades nothing happens that can just completely destroy a league and if something's going to destroy a league it's going to be something legit like what j mike did to ta6 it's not going to be someone doing something stupid um we don't know how J Mike got that good. He may have stolen the commissioner password and just like executed all these trades because he's that sneaky. He's that kind of guy. No one wants to believe it, but that's that's who he is. No, he's not. He's wonderful. Um, we use we use opposite record because um, again, I don't care enough to stop people from losing. Like I want people to be able to go for the one on one if they want to. You know, it's in my bylaws that you have to start a reasonable lineup. That's literally my anti tanking law. You have to start a reasonable lineup. And that um, that's why I like potential points, though. It gives you no reason not to start a your best lineup. There's literally zero reason because you're not helping yourself by sitting anyone. Because yeah, you're still getting I those points anyway. have a question with the reasonable lineup. Okay. Would sitting Josh Allen in a super flex league for Taysom Hill in the quarterback slot and then not starting a second quarterback and starting like Darnell Mooney. Is that a reasonable lineup? No. Sitting Josh Allen is not a reasonable lineup. Cool. That goes out to uh, a league that I'm in. I'm going to clip that later. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I played in one that's not an RPG league, and the guy did that. And I was like, dude, that's not cool. Like, I mean, depending on what your rules say, if it doesn't say anything about it, more power to you. Like, if I were to create the Trade Addicts leagues right now, I would just not have anti tanking rules in it because I don't. Like, if you want to lose, you should be able to lose. If you want to donate your money, more power to you. Like, I, we find, like, again, you, different ways to make the better teams get their way in. So if one team gets gifted an extra win because they play that team twice, you know, Rocky still got in, even though he was the eighth seed because he scored the points. And that's what really mattered. Like, mm-hmm. and now uh, the, the, the newer leagues I've created, I do two teams, one by points for, points scored and one by all play record. Like, so it's less about the standings and more about other things as well. So like, I, I, I just, I don't care that much about tanking. Like I, I get what you're saying about not caring that much, but if you can give someone a reason not to even think about it, why not do it is my thinking. And also the other reason I like it is I just think potential points gives the best uh, kind of, I'm not trying to think it's of the, the best word gauge of how good a team really yes, is. Yes, exactly. That's what I was looking for. It's good yeah. of an overall roster. It's the best gauge. And that's what that's kind of what the point of doing 
draft order the way we do it anyway is to try and help the worst teams get the better players. So th- th- those yeah, are the like, reasons I like it. Look, fantasy football is supposed to be exactly like real football, right? Real football teams tank. It's fine. Like, they try to sometimes, and then Lovey Smith wins the last game of the season, yeah. get fired, and then they get the better quarterback anyway, but that's all besides the point. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, I'm actually like a, like, like you said before, like, and, why and you can let- tank in the sense of you can sell off all your good players. I'm not against that. Yeah, for sure. But like, again, like, I just don't care. Like, I have a, a, league i run with john bosch called threeve and i guess the settings of the league doesn't matter but like i haven't set a lineup in two years but it's a bankroll league i have the most money in the league i have a whole lot of draft picks and it's devi so i have caleb williams and marvin harrison already my team is going to crush this next season <laughs> like why like again i literally just donated two buy two years worth of buy-ins why why is that bad why does it matter but again, like that's not the argument we're here to have. Um, if you are looking to stop, like if you care about tanking, and I will say people doing shady crap to get around tanking rules is a person problem. You don't create more rules to stop that. You get rid of those people. Um, if they're your friend or relative, I'm sorry, they suck. Um, I've had to have a serious conversations with my cousin because my cousin believes get finding loopholes in rules makes him look smart instead of just look like an a-hole um so and he he doesn't i'm gonna get worked up talking about it so i literally just like dude i get it you found a loophole i'll let you have it this time you pull this shit again i'm just kicking you out and he's like fair enough he literally just went like fair enough because he knew he knew what he was doing like he that's why i don't like having people in the trade addicts leagues that when i say hey this, this league's about fun. If your answer is, well, winning is fun, maybe this isn't for you. Like, like these, I get it. Winning is great. There's money on the line, so you want to win. But, like, that's not, like, we're not looking to have a cutthroat league here. That's not exactly the trade addict sort of way. And it's funny, you said before your guiding principle was, like, be a nice guy about it. The last line in, in our bylaws are, say, we run on a very strict don't be a dick policy. <laughs> you know? I love it. And that that's really what our leagues are all about. So, which is why, like, I trust that people aren't going to do crappy things. And I don't, which is why, again, like, I don't care if people want to set mildly suboptimal lineups. Like, again, nothing silly like sitting Josh Allen, but starting someone who, you know, has a worse matchup, but they're the same tier wide receiver as the other one. And it doesn't even always go the way you want it to anyway. Like, I think I'm being clever and I end up winning by 50, like... Like, there's no right way. Like, like with anything in fantasy football, there's no right answer. There's what you like and how you like it, and that's what you do. Um, the real answer is you just know your rules and you play to those rules. Like Rocky said, there's nothing you can do on a team when it's a uh, potential points rankings except for trade players away. There's nothing clever you can do. So you just need to know that and play with that idea. If you play in my leagues, you can throw rookie and second year players. You can have a taxi squad of Brees Hall and Anthony Richardson and Drake London. And I'm not speaking from experience right now. Um, So like, it's, that's absolutely what it's supposed to be. Like it's whatever you want it to be. There is no right answer, but I think we gave you three different ones, which hopefully helped at all. I have no idea. Um, and I also ask people, you know, how their season went, you know, how many playoffs did you make? How many one-on-ones did you earn? 
And he says, 11 out of 14 made the playoffs show off. One went 14 and 0. I secured that first round by in the trade show Watcher League, which he he was first place. I was second place. Um, I have one team that got the 101. Overall, great season. Good for you. He's patreon.com slash trade addicts pod. You can <laughs> learn just as well as he did and just crush it. Just crush it. Um at buffer nine four four two, and we'll answer that question at the end of all of this for us. <laughs> Um, how do you decide when it's time to transition from rebuilding to contending? How long should a rebuild take if done correctly? What do you think, Mike? So I'm going to answer the second question first, because I think that's a good way to go about it. Uh, it should take about two years and you should have a long-term plan in place. Sometimes you need to blow it up for one year, two years, but like if you're looking three years into the future, maybe, you know, do better. If you're looking at two years, <laughs> like you're able that. to make this plan, sell it. all your older players, get all the value that you can, truly tank for a year, accumulate all of the picks you can over this three-year window. And now those, let's say that we do it moving forward, those 24 picks, you get to see which ones hit and which ones didn't. Try and get anything you can for the ones that didn't if you don't believe in them and you know, maybe capitalize on the ones that did. Then when you look at that next year, now you have a treasure trove of picks and young players, and maybe you now turn all of that into those vets that people are getting rid of because that's something that people like don't like to think about when rebuilding. Once you flip that switch, like those future firsts are now flexible and you can go get, you know, an Alvin Kamara. You can not specifically, but you can go get a Joe Mixon. You can go get those aging running backs to add to your staple of wide receivers, to add to your young stud quarterbacks. And now all of a sudden you have the perfect bones for a dynasty team. I think Mike pretty much said it <laughs> all. Um, I agree. I think it should be two years max. If it's taking you longer than two years, you're you're screwing something up here. Uh, and I like what he said, like getting all the picks. Uh, I, I would even say if you can do it like a deal, like a uh, work it so that you have like six first rounders. I'm I'm even trading, trying to trade some of those first for players and making the picks. Um, that was the only thing I would add basically to what Mike said. And, and a lot of times you'll find, and I've found, I've def, this has definitely happened to me. Like you'll, if you do end up picking well, a lot of times you, you'll turn it around and you can turn it around within the next year, at least in terms of like, you might make accidentally make the playoffs or something when you weren't expecting. Like, I've had that happen before. Yeah. Uh, I have a team. Um, I, this actually isn't a rebuild per se. It was a productive struggle. Um, in the Dynasty Hot Sauce Listener League, uh, I kind of, you know, I bailed out in the first year. A lot of picks, young players, traded back, all that stuff. And uh, I, I'm actually like, they have double headers and stuff. So I'm like 21 and five, and I have a buy this year in the second year. And I wasn't expecting to contend this year at all. But I have like Trey McBride, I have Jameer Gibbs, I have uh, a bunch of guys. You know, I drafted Tua, I think, is one of my quarterbacks who's playing better this year. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff like that. And I even missed on some. I think I have Bryce Young in that league, which obviously didn't work out too well. But uh, I'm still, like, one of the top teams. So, uh, yeah, it, it, if you're lucky, you can probably do it within a year. But otherwise, it shouldn't take more than two. See, I love this because this is two questions in a row. There's no right answer to this. A lot yeah. of it's very league dependent. If you have a very active league, True. Rocky had it yeah. out there. You you can do a complete rebuild in a year. Like start it now and you could be ready by next season. Like 
if you have an active enough, active enough league, you can do whatever the heck you want. I had a three-year rebuild once, and it was on purpose. Like, I purposely slow-built that team because I'd never done it before. And I went one year, and it was 2018 with Saquon Barkley, right? Um, I believe. And that was the year where I, I flipped the switch. And I went from... I earned the 101, got Saquon, and then won the championship two years in a row and quit the league because I got bored. Um, they were a bunch of jerks. It wasn't worth it. Um, but like that, that's really the, the rough question with something like this is. But Rocky also, well, both of them said it right. If you're hitting year three, you're doing something wrong. Like it shouldn't take that long. But it's really a feel. It's very league specific where you put that core together. If it's a super flex league, you usually want at least one young, good quarterback, a couple of good wide receivers, and maybe a couple of shots at tight end. And then when you feel like you have that good core, you have, uh, I mean, like a couple of Rasheed Rices, but then you also have a Zay Flowers. You have, uh, you know, you get lucky on a Puka kind of thing. And, and then you realize, okay, well, I have a really good quarterback, three, four really good wide receivers, and a pretty okay tight end. And then you're hitting the 24 draft and you have five picks, trade three of them away, draft two of them, and you will have a full team young and ready to go for next year already. So it's all very league specific, like how crazy good is the top of your league? You know, is it worth it just to build half a team then push? Because most leagues, you make the playoffs, you have a shot at winning it. Most leagues aren't that top heavy. Um, so it could just be worth it after a year of just sort of pushing it around and then using the extra stuff you have to go in. Other times it makes sense to slow play it just to make sure you get a good draft in or two. Unfortunately, it looks like there's no running backs in 24 and it looks like 25 isn't going to be a very good draft class in general. So it might get a little harder the longer you wait at this point. So you might just want to push it faster right now. (laughs) Um, and then he says, made the playoffs in one league and earned the 101 in the other. Wish I was in more than two leagues. Well, hey, you killed it in the two leagues you're in. You did exactly <laughs> what you wanted to do. Um, so maybe you keep it at that. So you're you're 100% success rate right now. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, at Mountain Man MT, what do you do if your team missed the playoffs and your league is past the trade deadline? I did get the 101, though. Take a nap. <laughs> Start. Start. Yeah, what else is there to do at that point? (laughs) I would actually... I don't don't really know. (laughs) I have one thing that I would recommend. It's go look up 2024 free agents and look up all of the players that are on waivers and try and say, like, is there a Jacoby Brissett that might go be a bridge somewhere? Is there a... Insert your favorite, you know, terrible wide receiver that you think if they went somewhere else, they would be medium. Like, go find those players instead of players that you know stink or about to retire. Just go throw them at the end of your bench. They're free. Yeah, that that's the smart answer. Churning the bottom of your roster is absolutely the right answer, and then taking that. Um, yeah, like, I was going to say I don't even Mike here. I, I smart guy. I don't even think of waivers because, as we said, I don't do waivers. Yeah, no. <laughs> like that most is the right of my teams do not have full rosters even, and that is such bad dynasty playing. Like you should always have a full roster because there's no reason. I not have so to. many with not full rosters. Yeah. yeah, like rebuilding teams and like rebuilding teams. There's no reason to have empty roster spots. You take every young player Absolutely. available and throw them on your team. Like, there's no reason not to, but I just haven't done it. <laughs> um, so, well, you know, before we get to the last question, let, let's, uh, Mike, how's your season going? Uh, 
how many how many leagues you in playoff one oh ones? How's it going? Um I actually so I wasn't ready for this question. So during the last thing I was going through all of my leagues and tallying all of it up. I don't know if you saw me looking down. Uh Olivia, if you're listening, I love you. I'm in twenty five leagues. <laughs> Uh, I made a conscious rebuild before the season for four of them. I'm in the playoffs in 15, and five of those I have a first round by. I only have the 101 in one league, though. Or no, two. Sorry. Two leagues. Uh, so we established earlier I'm in 38. Um, I don't know how many are intentional rebuilds. I know there's definitely some teams I was trying to go for the playoffs and didn't make it. But it, I believe it's 23 of 38 are playoffs, Heck yeah. um, which is not too bad. But I actually did. A, I think I did a little better last year. Uh, nine buys and two 101s on those non-playoff teams. Nice. All right. One of which I have Bijan on already and uh, Garrett Wilson and a couple other guys. So I'm, I'm hoping that team's contending. That, that's those, one of those rebuilds we were talking about. I'm hoping is contending by that second year. Um, so I'm in 23 leagues, four of them. I did not make the playoffs when I wanted to. And one of them, like trade addicts one, it wasn't going to happen. And I only missed out because someone else didn't win a game this past week, but like, it's still a league. I wanted to make the playoffs cause I was spike contending, um, stupid tank Dell getting hurt. Um, but otherwise like I'm having, I, I'm having a pretty good season. I think, um, some of my teams are falling apart, like trade addicts too. I spent most of the season in first place, you know, outscoring everyone else by 200. And then like the past four or five weeks, I'm now like eight and six and third highest scoring team. I'm the fifth seed. Like it's, it's not going well for that. I have some like, I have one where I start eight and one lost cousins and a couple other guys. And I'm like 10 and six. And I I still somehow, cause we have divisions in that league. So I'm still in first and got the buy, but it was, it, I was like dominating the first half of the year, and it's it's I'm like limping into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you guys heard before the show. I got the Anthony Richardson, Joe Burrow, J.K. Dobbins, Mark Andrews, just yep. the all IR team. It's elite. Yes. Good luck with that. No, yeah, I don't know. Twenty twenty four will be nasty. <laughs> Frank in the chat: Is there a player you're trading for or adding on waivers now, looking to next year? My name is Isaiah Spiller with Eckler out the door. I love I Isaiah done. Spiller. I did too, and then <laughs> uh, I mean, just Los Angeles happened. Uh, I mean, I'll say go I'm get gonna... T. Higgins because either he's going to stay in Cincinnati, which is awesome, or he'll go be the wide receiver one on a team, which is awesome. But it's not like – I mean, he's cheaper than he should be and cheaper than he ever was at this point. So, like, maybe you do consider that, like, a bit of a cheap move. Like, you might be able to get him for two seconds instead of a decent first. Off the I mean, I won't be able to, but maybe you out there might. Does Cousins count? Because I—that's a guy I'd be looking to get. I think he, you know he's going to be yeah. starting again next year, and even if it's not in Minnesota, I still think he's going to be very good. And what's he going to be like? Thirty-five, so he's not. Yeah, he shouldn't be very expensive. Hurt in thirty-five, about to be thirty-five. So, but I think he's still going to be good for a few more years. So, yeah. you to throw a name out there, yeah. Wandale Robinson. Yes, uh, he's electric. Yep. Uh, whether it's you know Tommy DeVito, Tommy yeah. Cutlets taking us to the promised land, or uh, they draft Drake May, they draft Caleb Williams, they get high enough in the draft. Like, I think that there's a really real possibility that Wandale has that year three breakout that we look for. 
idiots won this week again, dropping yeah. to pick eight. Ooh. It's because Tommy DeVito is just too good. Too good. Maybe they have the quarterback of the future. Just saying, like it's we're in Brock Journey territory now. Like draft capital don't matter. Let's go. Like maybe and, DeVito's just the guy. And with that, Wandell's was number one. So I mean, Wandell yep. is basically Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> uh, last question we got at Dynasty Beach Boy. What do you do when you make an offer to person A and person A is like, let me do some research? Before trade, meanwhile, person B comes in with a good offer, and that deal with person B gets done for the same, uh, for that same player. Is that dirty? Let me know. It's it's dirty is the wrong word. It's bad business. Like, yeah. but you get a good offer, you take the offer. Like that's not the worst thing in the world. Like, how often? Okay, so Rocky, I go and I ask you about a player, and we're going back and forth about it. But then someone sends you a smash. Like, would you actually just be like, hey, Russ, I got an offer. Like, you, like even if you don't give me the actual offer, like, I got a really good offer. So you're going to have to do something, like, worthwhile. Like, honestly, like, that's the closest thing to, like, respectable move that you can do. But yeah. how often does that happen? Like, it's I, usually just, sorry, man, got an offer I got to take, and you take it. Like, so I don't think it's dirty. Like, just not saying anything is kind of bad business, maybe. But, like, you got beat. Sorry. <laughs> I guess would it be kind of like, here's the other thing. If the, you go the other direction where they say, hey, I got an offer of this for this. Can you beat it? That also feels like a little, like, grungy. Like, you're, like, leveraging people against each other, which is fine. But it's, yeah. I, I feel like both are weird. So it's well, like, so here's the thing, like, let's say you're in the situation where someone goes into the group chat and they're like, I'm trading this person away. Send me your offer. Yeah. And, you know, I'll pick one. And someone goes, all right, I got a really good offer that I'm going to take unless someone comes and beats it. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that no. whatsoever. And so, like, yeah. I don't think there's a difference doing that one to one either, which is pretty That's much fair. what we just said. Yeah. Um. I never care about people talking about my trades or offers. Like I, yes, I know a lot of people get touchy about it when you, when it's brought into the group chat, which is why I will never do it. Cause I know it bothers people, but to me it's, it's a game who cares. Um, but like, but like Mike said before, like, you know, I send Rocky Charbonnet for Kamara and then he goes to Mike, Hey, Russ offered me Charbonnet for Kamara. I know you want to Kamara. Can you beat that? Some people will have a problem with that. I get it because that that is, hey, we were behind closed doors and now you're going and sharing my secret kind of thing. Mm -hmm. To me, it doesn't matter again, but I still don't think it's dirty. It's iffy. It's, it's, you know, I walked outside and it's raining and I had socks on kind of dirty. Like you you feel (laughs) gross about it, but like you could take your socks off and you're fine. It's not a big deal. Which I actually think, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I, I'm with Ralph. I don't really have too much of a problem with the, the leveraging one deal against another. Uh, I agree with what Russ said, too, about this. So in this specific situation, when you were actually talking with the person, um, I think you probably owe it to them to say, I got another. I, like, even if you don't want to do what you were saying and say, ex- you know, I got X, Y, and Z for, for, for the guy I'm trying to send away. But like Russ said, if you can... At least just tell him I got another offer. You, you're going to need to beat it. You're going to need to up what we were originally talking about, or something like that. Yeah. I, I think it's a, I think it's a little, a little bit slimy to just take the trade and not even say anything. A courtesy text after would be nice. Yeah, but 
you can also avoid all of this if when you're trying to sell a player, you just say, Travis Kelsey is on the block, best offer by Thursday at eight, get some. And then you just wait. That's like such cast, a risky move. You just cast a net. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, you know, if people love the best you, offer you, you get is two seconds or something. And then you just say, <laughs> then you say, guys, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. um, and then he says, eight playoffs, zero one oh ones. I, again, this is the kind of vague where it makes you feel like he has eight teams and they all made the playoffs. So good That's for you. That's definitely what happened. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not, but it's definitely what happened. Um, <laughs> and he's excited because apparently he has Stroud, Dell, Nico, and Puka. Like, man, that's. In all eight leagues. <laughs> I'm go. not going to look, but yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. I mean, he listens to us, so he's, it's pretty, he's probably that good. Yeah. yeah. But on that note, that's the end of our show sheet, so that's going to be the end of our show. Thank you, Mike, for coming on. I had a blast. I yeah. am very in the holiday spirit with your indoors wearing a pom-pom beanie and Christmas sweater and drinking your... What were you drinking again that, looked, that sounded delicious? It's a Shinerbach Holiday Cheer, official sponsor of this episode. Yes, and it was peach and peaches and pecans. Just sounds scrumptious. Sounds. I have to go stop by Publix. Yeah, I don't have those in New Jersey. Um, but and why don't remind everyone who you are, what you do, and where they could find what you do? Yeah. So I'm Mike Ashuba. Uh, I'm an editor over at Last Word on Pro Football. I'm the co-host of the Fantasy Football RPG podcast. You can see us with all the dragons floating around. I actually forgot to say this earlier, but I'm the high point creator for the Titans. So that brand that Des Bryant's putting together, trying to be like videos and fantasy football coverage. I covered Derrick Henry and the boys. So very cool. Yeah. Good time. Yeah. Super. Um, what do we do? Oh uh, yeah. Our stuff. I already have said it before, but I'll say it again. Patreon.com slash trade addicts pod. You can hang out with us while we record, <laughs> ask us awesome questions, including Isaiah Spiller's name and stealing their answer, stealing Rocky and Mike's answer. Um, and also we have our awesome discord chat, the cool kids club, which I was pointed out today that it still says group me on Patreon. Cause I have literally never updated that site. I pretty, the last time I updated that site was to put your name on it and take Brian Harris off. <laughs> of it. Um, so that's how long it's been. Um, but yeah, just a whole lot of fun there. And also fantasycares.org is all it's about right now. We got m- most of our shopping done, but we're still going. And we also have our Fantasy Cares Advent calendar going on through the 25th of December. Every day we are giving away, going live and giving away a jersey, signed jersey, uh, to a random winner. Fantasycares.org slash GG. Donate 20 bucks and you're in through the 25th. And again, every day we go live and give just, Bob Gilchrist has a spending problem is what this really comes down to. So we have a bunch of signed jerseys and a bunch of Funko Pops. Like the same person in the past two days, I'm sitting here holding a Joe Montana and Cooper Cup Funko Pop. The same dude won both of these. (laughs) I called him selfish, but really he's lucky and awesome. Shout out Jeff Trella. He he signed he entered his name last name in all capital letters, so I feel the need to like emphasize it when I say <laughs> you it. You have to. <laughs> um, but on that note, it's earlier than normal, but that just means I get more time to sleep. So good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Good night, Russ. Thank, Thank you for listening to the Great Attic Podcast. A proud member in the Dicey Attic Podcast Network. Please follow your host. At Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FF Addict. Please subscribe, rate, and review. 
will catch you next time on the Trade Attic Podcast. Poopy Pan. That is the best. <laughs> See ya.